2: What
0: you've all been waiting for Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers Where we are here with Carl Hackman to talk about his latest novel Which is Gerald and the Amulet of Zonrak Which is not only an ebook, it's also a physical book And now it's an audiobook, which is fantastically done um, So, let's talk about Gerald and all the... G- goofiness that Gerald gets into.
1: Yeah, so who is Gerald first of all right? Yeah.
2: Well actually Gerald is um, is a little wizard and he's sort of not very good at what he does. Now the, the main thing about where he really lives the realm that he lives in, wizards, their power is all to do with their height. Um, and it's not natural growth when they reach say four foot eight, then there's a wizarding gene that's in them which actually then activates. Um, every time they do something good, they can get promoted in inches. Uh, the maximum height they can get is about six foot three. But every time they actually screw up, yeah, they get demoted in inches. So this is and oh. Gerald not being a good wizard tends to sort of get demoted quite often.
1: Yeah.
0: So Does that mean I'm demoted in this group?
2: You'd be like two Maybe. foot two. Oh, oh yeah, you're you're shrinking already. When <laughs> you get back, and when you get back down to four, if you get to four foot eight, and then get demoted one more time, you end up at four foot seven. And you've got to wait for natural growth to take you to four for eight before the wizard gene reactivates. Yeah. So you're not a wizard anymore. W-
1: what if you're not growing anymore?
0: What? Well, then you just aren't getting any more magic.
1: I believe the phrase uh, is SOL. Yeah. What about one of those, like, stretching, like, torture devices? Would that work? <laughs> To gain that extra... I'm, I'm get, deadly serious. To get on a Twist rack and be, back be, into magic. Yeah, rack yourself. <laughs> Do you realize how important this would be? Yeah. Like, you would lose magic. That's but, it. But, yep. but what if that gives you dark magic because you tricked it? Can you trick it and get dark magic?
2: No, but Gerald does take shortcuts and buy spells. That's what yeah. ends up losing him inches out for some.
1: I also love
0: the mm. fact that he also kind of uses comic books. Yes. What? yeah. yeah. I, I've read it, um, but he, yeah, he kind of he uses comic books for inspiration and and magic. It's kind of comical.
1: By, by the power of Gray Skull, like, I will make magic. <laughs> I, I have to know more about this. Somebody explain this to me. Maybe you should read the book instead. I'd like to, but this is for people who have not read the book yet. How do the yeah, comic books Because
2: um, he, he likes to take shortcuts, so he thinks instead of actually studying correctly in like libra- in the libraries and things like that, he'll go down to a little marketplace where he can buy bits and bobs and, like, wands and things like this. Uh, it's nothing like Diagon Alley. It's just, uh, this is just a little sort of, like, marketplace behind the bar. And he's uh, he goes in and he sort of gets himself comic books of famous wizards, and he sort of follows their story uh, using that, and he gets his inspiration for that. But he also meets a guy who knows a guy and buys, like, a spell or things like this, and he keeps trying to do things that... He's really not capable of doing, and he normally makes big mistakes. And right at the beginning of the book, he makes a massive mistake, which loses him an inch straight away, and actually gets him banished from his village. It's awesome. (laughs) This
0: kid sounds like my kind of kid.
2: Yeah, you know, and right up your alley.
0: And I have to say, poor Colin, uh, just he—he reminds me so much of Sam from Lord of the Rings. Um, And Colin just puts up with Gerald. And all of his craziness.
2: Uh, I mean, actually, Colin's pretty good, pretty good to him. Uh, yeah. And all the mistakes makes, he actually does. And he actually does have a big influence on how Gerald progresses.
0: So, writing this book uh, has, has uh, obviously, of course, been a, a love. How is it now the... I'm assuming you've listened to the audiobook. How is it to hear the, 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 the narration of this? And hear it in the tone in the voice uh, the, the the new narrator is using.
2: I know, it's pretty hard to describe. It's really weird when like it's something you've written. I mean, you'll get the same thing yeah. uh, when yours is like finished. But it's, it's just really weird hearing the, the words that you put down, sort of coming out as if you was listening to a radio show. Yeah, it's really, it's really strange. I still can't. You know, it's still still every time I I hear it or I hear parts of it, yeah, I still get a little tingle thinking that. Those words that are being spoken by an actor, are wrote, words that I wrote.
0: Yeah. Well, I, and he does such a great job. I I love the fact of how he just brings the characters to life. Um, the villain. Oh, I just love the villain. Just fantastic.
2: Yeah, ba- vabalas is yes. International nutter. Yeah, just just, just, yeah, so, just so the name some... Vabalas.
1: I love it. Tell us, tell us more about the villain because I'm kind of I'm. I'm the ignorant guy who's in the Dark Valley's these books. Like, I don't... I'm still catching up on Harry Potter. I'm a little behind the times. So, um, tell me about this villain.
2: Well, Babalaz, he was actually thrown into uh, a prison for, basically, insurrection. He was trying to... His, his main goal in life was to create a whole new Wizards Council, which each part of the world, a different realm, or a different city, whatever, will basically hire wizards for their courts instead of because the wizards in each court at the moment is progressed to a point where wizards are near enough seen as a joke you know it's, they're, they're not actually respected as much as they should be and this is this is big thing and he was thrown into prison and he was basically near enough at the maximum level of his power he was about six foot tall but they took 12 inches off him oh wow they yeah.
1: you know i was so we ended about up to ask five oh, foot so- tall. I was just about but, to ask, how tall is he? Which I realized was kind of a funny question, but in this regard, I guess that's pretty it, normal. It, 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 so he lost an entire foot for what he did.
2: Yeah, they demoted him 12 inches, basically just to remove his power so he wasn't going to be a problem anymore, and then stuck him in jail. But he was supposed to be in prison for centuries. Uh, and But the problem is that Gerald's little escapade at the beginning of the book allowed him to escape.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. So, so I... Uh, so I imagine he wants Gerald to be on his his side now, right?
2: No, no, no. Well, no, Gerald actually goes and gets something, which Vabalaz really needs. Now, he, I can't put too much into that, because it'd be a bit of a spoiler, but what he oh. does, he actually... Gerald, in his own little way, manages to obtain something that Vabalaz could really do with, especially now that Gerald's done... Nah. Basically, Gerald, he's, what he did at the beginning was or there. Yeah. yeah. But Gerald, Gerald was trying to create a hill for his village. Whenever Gerald does spills, normally he tries to do it for somebody else. He, this is one thing about Gerald. He never does basically anything directly for himself. Yeah. So he tried to create this hill to beautify his village. But what he managed to do was break away part of the realm from the rest of the planet. <laughs> yep. Dang so and this there's something to do about with this amulet that will allow babalaz to achieve his aim of creating a whole new wizard realm um so then he can control the wizards and then other cities and other realms throughout the world will have to sort of pay him to have a wizard in their court, as it were this is i mean this is a whole sort of thing you find out i mean you find out why things are going on fairly early on in the book and then basically it's it's a race to the finish it
0: is you know, and, and I love the dra- the fact that you incorporated a dragon into the story. There's and the- a dragon. There is oh a God. dragon. What's in the dragon's name? Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I- Zach. I can't pronounce it in its full form, but it's Zach. Okay. Zach
2: Ramaron. There you go. I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs>
0: Everything sounds better in an English accent,
1: though.
2: <laughs> His name is Zach Ramaron.
1: Yeah. With the with ah
2: oh, that's Ra- The double r, Yeah, the rolling r. Yeah. But oh, the, that-
1: the, the 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 and the. Yeah. Uh, what is it what is it called when you stretch out the A like that it's like what, I can not remember? fancy English language
0: I can't roll my tongue it's,
1: it's called English yeah.
0: it's, <laughs> I can't do that R that rolling of the R yeah, I mm-hmm.
2: like I that's why I oh, you, you wait till you make the other dragon then and try and pronounce that one name as well
1: yeah There we go can you give us a sample
2: so he's, he's actually ends up being called drum but as you can see
1: i think i want these dragon names See, as like green i'm really feeling bad now i
0: just called my dragon the beast and you have like these awesome names
2: yeah. oh well yeah but yours fits the yeah. story doesn't it
0: it does it, i mean it fits the story but and yours fits your story as well uh uh again a beautiful story it's lots of fun uh my kids are reading it right now and they're oh, they're loving it too it I've never been a fan of Harry Potter. I'm going, I have never not admitted this, but I love this story. It is so much fun. It's, I enjoy it more than Harry Potter.
2: You wish you read book
0: two. Uh, I'm excited for book two. Yeah, Yeah.
2: well, I'm I'm
0: 43,000 words into it. Yeah. You've been writing quite a bit. You, uh, you have another, you have one manuscript already done, and this, you're Mm -hmm. working on Gerald, too. Um, and one submitted? Is that right? Or is that yeah. the other one?
2: Yeah, no, I've got one submitted to Curiosity Quills at the moment called Jaguar. It's a completely different story. It's nothing to do. It's nothing like this. Yeah. It's, you you probably would not even realize it as the same person who wrote it. I mean, I, I mean, I love that book. That was the first book I ever started. And for me, that's something special because of the way I think about animals. Yeah. So really, it's, got a, it's a big part of me. Is Jaguar.
0: Nice. Now... For those that haven't listened to the last time we had you on the show and don't really know you, can you kind of give our listeners a background about who you are?
2: Uh, Well, obviously English. Uh, I was in the Navy for 18 years as a gunnery instructor. Um, uh, I was discharged when I brought my back. Uh, I did a bit of computer programming, and then we moved over here to the Dominican Republic. And When I got here, I started helping animals and things like this, uh, and I wrote Gerald. And then while I was submitting Gerald around, I finished Jaguar, which is the first book I started. Finally got uh, Gerald published, and then started work on Gerald too. And i am also got another book called uh, Wilfrid that I'm halfway through, which is about an Anglo-Saxon boy. So but basically that was it. I was sort of like in the Navy for most of my, from when I left school, and so I left in 1996. Yeah. Uh,
0: you
2: can hear the dogs.
0: And there are the dogs.
2: We've got 11 rescue dogs in our house.
0: Wow. Now, did I hear you correct? You said you broke your back?
2: Yes. Ouch. <laughs> can, so I was medically discharged.
1: Can we ask what caused you to break your back?
2: I had a seizure. Oh, wow. Only once, ever in my life. Well, but it was it, strong yeah. enough to break my back because my back muscles were that strong at the time. It actually crushed two of my vertebrae.
0: Wow. Being in the Navy and a gunnery instructor, I definitely need to talk to you about guns and stuff like that, because I need more, I need some more uh, expertise on that. So I mean, was it yeah. the British Royal Navy then? Yeah. So what is the equivalent of a gunnery s- instructor in the U.S.?
1: Uh, Drill sergeant.
0: Drill sergeant, okay. Okay. Oh. That's about, that
2: was the level we got to,
0: basically. So you get to yell at people all the time? Awesome.
2: Oh, good yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to be a drill, drill instructor as well. Ooh, like I, I was based at Dartmouth for a time, shouting at officers.
0: Yeah. See, uh, that's the whole reason I didn't go into the military.
2: Because people yelling.
0: yelling at me, I knew I'd yell back. <laughs> that wouldn't be
1: good. They frown on that. Yeah. Something tells me you'd be um, conduct unbecoming. Probably. You'd be
2: trying to become a drill instructor. It takes you years to get there, so you're fine. In the end, you get your own back.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's too late for so me say, now. Oh, that's
2: okay. You shout it at, and then you, then when you finally leave, as a, a gunnery instructor, you've got to the point where you're shouting that then instead. Hmm.
1: Well, Is it ever really too late, Daniel? It's
0: too late for me. I'll just do it in books.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: That's yeah. the way. Yeah, we can talk about that stuff. So,
1: so do you feel that that uh, that benefits your military experience, like uh, that it benefits your writing, as far as for like armies, as far as for uh, any kind of like. Uh, Fighting or battles?
2: No, I don't really do battles so much. More sort of like humorous fantasy. I mean, there's a bit of there's a bit of fighting that goes on in Wilfred, with it being an Anglo-Saxon type novel, but there's nothing there's nothing that sort of relates to modern day military there either, really. Hmm. But I mean, uh, the, re- the the reason I enjoy writing so much is because when we when I was in the navy, and we were at sea. I, I did spend a lot of time reading, you know, because
0: there's, there's plenty of time there where you, it's quiet, you know. Yeah.
2: So to get through books like loads and loads of <laughs> them,
0: nice. Now, now, with the events that have been set up in book one with Gerald, um, yeah. I'm assuming we're going to start seeing some of those events starting c- connect within book two, and then uh, is it going to be a three book series, or is it going to be beyond that?
2: Oh God! No, it's, this is—I mean—Gerald basically is episodic. It's a bit like *This World*. Okay. So, I mean, you'll you'll hear some references to like book one in book two, but there's not there's there's no overreaching, like plot arc. So each book's episodic. So it is a lot. It's like following Rincewind around *This World*. So there's, there can be as many books as I want. Oh, I like
0: that idea. That's ingenious. Nice.
1: That is Brilliant.
0: Man, why didn't I think of that? Oh well. No, I, I love that idea because you can pick up any book and you don't have to go back to book one or book three or whatever. You know, every is book is heck? its own adventure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's no, there's no sort of cliffhangers, which means you've got to read the previous book. I mean, you, you may want to, to find out more of the backgrounds on Gerald, and yeah. especially some of the small references, because in book two there are some references to like Babalaz and the Amulet of Zonrac, but there's nothing there that would prevent you enjoying that story. Yeah. Just on its own.
0: Yeah, it's just
1: back history. Yeah. That's good, yeah. I like that idea. I'm lazy, so I definitely like that idea because <laughs> Well no,
0: because when you think about it, books like Game
1: of Thrones series are what, a thousand pages? Yeah. Forget they... about that.
0: The Wheel of Time series. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah we won't talk about the Wheel of Time. That,
0: that that's just massive. You can't just jump in. That's like Well, you could it'd just be really confusing. Yes, that's why I say well,
2: you Harry can't Potter's just jump in. There, uh-huh. Harry Potter's a seven book series. Yeah. You think how I mean her first I think she debuted with something like 80,000, 88,000 words as, as a debut author. Yeah. And this was the first in a seven book series. I mean, there's, n- there's no author that I've followed around going through, you know, you, you go through the query trenches with everybody and you get to know people. And you always find out from agents and publishers and editors that are all, always like chat and put up things, yeah. They don't say this is the first in a series what you do is you say this is de- my debut novel yeah and you say that it's got series potential but there's <laughs> no you can't go to an agent or something and say this is the first in a seven book series because you'll they'll just go
0: <laughs> yeah no i mean that's yeah. what that's what i did i said okay it's a standalone i mean i put enough of a twist at the end that i could make another one but yeah <laughs> and that's how it got picked up so and that's what a lot of people do
2: wow yeah. really? i mean that was, yeah. that was amazing how she managed to get that done
0: yeah that's good to know. Yeah. Well, it, it makes sense because if you're a very a first-time author, you know, they don't want to jump in on five books. You know? Yeah,
1: nobody yeah. wants to touch
0: Because so. who knows if all five books are going to be that great. But hey, this is a one-time shot deal, and if it works out great, awesome. If not, they're not out that much money. Uh, hmm.
2: I mean, they're really worried about debut authors, because if a debut author comes up and says, right, I've got five-book series, they actually... They still, they won't be convinced that the, the the author will actually write all five books. Yeah. So I mean, they may get stuck with only two books written, Yeah, you know, it's like, oh my god, what do we do now?
0: Yeah.
1: Or Game of Thrones, where they're still waiting on what book number? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Game
0: of Thrones, where they still he still hasn't finished it, and yeah.
1: And mm-hmm. there's Wheel of Time that almost
2: didn't get finished because the author died.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but then Brandon Sanderson took over. Yep. So uh, yeah, he did a brilliant job as well.
0: Oh yeah, I actually the... like the the ending. It moved the pacing picks up so much better. Mm. So. I mean, my
2: favorite book of Brandon's still The
0: Oh, that that's actually my favorite book. Yeah, yeah I love that one. The, the storytelling, and it's what his first book published. Uh, yeah, that was
2: his debut novel,
0: wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's brilliantly done. So, and then the the yeah. graphic audio version of it, really good too. So, pretty, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. It's, uh, graphic audio if you don't know is an uh, audio book but uh, the way they present it every character has their own voice actor so oh. that's pretty much how, how they call it it's, it's a movie in your mind it's
2: like a radio yeah. it's
0: a radio drama yeah that's, yeah. that's yeah, that, a that. can everybody
2: do it that way I want to listen I, I yeah but when yeah, when you're Brandon Sanderson it'll take a chance on horror and X amount of actors to do it for you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you have to have a very huge cast fair enough yeah but that's okay you no, know, maybe. We will next year. Yeah, you know maybe, maybe Gerald will get to have that. That would be even better. I, I would like that. I agree. Yeah, yeah. but the audiobook though, the audiobook I also think, it make
2: it, still think it'd, make it, it'd make a brilliant movie.
0: Yeah. No, I think it would be a great movie. It, it's really fun. It's entertaining. You have characters you can immediately fall in love with because, let's face it, we've all made mistakes. We all have bumbled something. Yes, but wow. we don't
1: lose inches for bumbling.
0: Yes, we don't lose inches, but we do lose self-esteem and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: True. But the
2: one, the one thing about, the one thing about uh, the general book is because you know our kids always focus on height. Yeah. And they're always like so four foot eight and three quarters or something. Yeah. There's yeah. always that. There's always that quarter of an inch. They're always really proud of getting that bit. What is wrong with that?
1: nothing wrong with that. Nothing. But this is the thing, So in jail with you, you can actually gain inches, and it's not, nothing
2: to do with, like, genetic growth. So you can, if you actually study hard and become really good, you will gain inches in promotion. So your stature will grow as you gain power, as you get stronger. And yeah, as you get... This uh, yes. So this yeah, work hard and you'll grow.
0: I want this world. This would be awesome. I, want I could be taller. Inch. You want that last half inch? I am,
1: I am five foot eleven and a half. And well, I want that last half inch. You right? know,
0: it gives a whole new meaning to the term of learning and growing. Yeah. Ah, yes. uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Way to go deep, Baron. You made you, you Baron, you did yourself. it. That was, that was my last thought for the day. Good night, everybody. There it is. He's out it. here. No. Um, wait, I'll go out on one good
1: one. Yes. <laughs> but, We're going to be here for a while if we all need <laughs> one good thought. Uh, everybody get comfortable. Uh, I like to
0: quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> 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 I got a lot of sarcasm. Now, uh, to find the book it can be found on Amazon uh, the audiobook is on Audible uh, you can also pick a, a bu- up at, on Barnes & Noble and several other places correct? yes that's correct yeah. so um,
2: oh. For any, anybody from Canada who's actually uh, listening as well you can pick it up in chapters
0: there it is so where can people follow
1: you?
2: Um, I've got My Facebook page is Carl Hackman Author. Uh, Twitter is Carl Hackman. Uh, Instagram, I think I'm Carl Hackman Author. And I've also got the website, carlhackman.com. All
1: right. Nice.
0: Okay, so...
2: And next year, remember what's happening next year, Daniel?
0: Yes. Next year you're going to be doing this awesome book tour that I have to try to be a part of.
2: Nice. Yeah, for the release of Gerald 2. and we're hoping to start it in Miami and do the whole of the East Coast
0: yes which is and uh, and when is that happening so next year I know but when next next
1: next year he's still planning oh okay oh gotcha okay so this is still in the planning stages so Daniel you still have a chance to be able to join him in yes
0: well we have this really cool idea of doing like uh, the Barnes & Noble on 5th Avenue in New York City that would be awesome that would
1: be incredible yeah
2: that's a general idea. <laughs> but that, um, I'm going to do every, every steak on the East Coast in yeah. three months.
1: Ago.
0: I don't know what you're laughing about. People are laughing. It's crazy. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> They're, oh, I'm so sorry. They're showing pictures now. This is nuts. This is what happens when everyone else shows up.
1: Mackenzie likes to uh, make everybody laugh. Yes. So. So
0: she doesn't have to snort.
1: there it is there it is there's the snort (laughs) we got it out
0: here it comes we need
2: to we need to see these pictures so you're gonna have to put them up
0: yes we'll have to send (laughs) them over
2: please do so add him to the group
0: yep what was it that kind of inspired you to change from an avid reader to someone that decided to take the chance and write a, a story
2: no I mean when I like I said when I was in I've always read you know when I was a kid, I used to love reading. And when I, was joining, when I was in the navy, whenever we were at sea or whenever we had quiet times, I was always reading. Whenever we were at action stations or we at defence watches, and everything was quiet. I'd always have a book in my hands, and I always I had this thing that I, I thought I'd just love one day to be able to hold a book that I'd written in my hands. Yeah. I was such an avid reader that I just wanted that ambition, and I never thought I'd ever be able to do it. You know, it was just one of these dreams that I'd already had. You know, I thought, but I never thought I'd achieve it. But when I left the navy, I decided to have a go.
1: Nice. So is this your first book then? Yeah, this is his debut. Wow.
0: So, no, I mean it, I, I agree that whole, that feeling of having that book in your hand that has your name on it instead of someone else's is, is surreal. It definitely is. It's
1: amazing. I held a script. Does that count? It does. Yes. Script, but they're never published. They're just, you know, we're going to make a movie. But, you know, it's to actually have a published work it's with done. your name on it. Yeah. That's so that was the inspiration to make sure that this happened.
2: Uh, this is the but, it, um, but also it's, it's, um, I, I, with Daniel Daniel would probably say the same thing that he wanted what he, he, he didn't just want to publish a book what he wanted was someone to say yes we want to publish your book he wanted somebody to have faith in what he produced okay. they they do the artwork they do the you know they do the editing they do the audiobook and everything you know, they create everything because they believed in your book rather rather than doing it yourself. Yeah. And I know it's a valid option, but doing it yourself and put it on Amazon. It's just, I don't know, there's something different about having that, where somebody's got that faith behind you to actually do all the work to get your book out there.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, it, it, you know, publishing a book now seems easier than ever, you know, with self-publishing and that. You can write it, put it together, slap a cover yeah. on it, throw it on Amazon, you're good. But, you know, having someone behind say, I love this book, I we're gonna publish it. It's just a fantastic feeling.
2: Yeah, it's validation in what I mean. you've
0: done. Yeah, and then for them to go and then get the cover, get the audio book done, and then to have people start coming in and saying, "Man, I love this book," or you know, getting the positive reviews. It's just like, oh my gosh, all this work was worth it.
2: Yeah, he, I mean, it's, it's still surreal. Yeah, you know, it's still surreal when you yeah. see hear people like say, "Oh yeah, we loved your book," and all this sort of stuff. It's just like. It's still really weird. You still don't feel as if it's real yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I still, I, I'm still amazed when I have people come up and say, "Oh yeah, I, I loved your book," and I'm just like, "Really?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, because so I you're have to question. You just, just pushed it out there. Well, I I have to question because it's like I've read Brandon Sanderson, I've read you know Terry Brooks and all these other authors that have kind of been the guys I've read. And then these people are saying uh, they loved it, and I just, there's that part of me that wonders if it's just as good as them or not, you know, that, that questioning voice in my head. And then sometimes I just speak it out loud. Really?
2: Uh, yeah. There's enough people behind the book to say they thought it was great, so yeah.
0: it's
2: yeah. validation. Yeah. It
0: is, and I so. just, I think it's any creative person has that kind of doubt in the back of their head. And, yeah, uh, there's
1: always self-doubt in there. Yeah, because oh, yeah, we always think something that we wrote, we did is good, and then, you know, sometimes it isn't. Um, yeah. Or we find <laughs> a,
0: or we find a small flaw, and then it's like, oh, this is crap. And then we start completely yeah. over. Yeah.
2: No, we do that. I mean, as an author, I suppose any sort of creative person gets the same sort of thing, though, do not they? Yeah. They're, one minute they think everything's, like, rosy and looking great. Oh, yeah, this is brilliant, as you're writing it. And then you go, oh, no, this is crap. Yeah. And yeah, you know, then the next thing, oh this brilliant again. It's like it is like a whole roller coaster ride. You always think but you never ever ever when you when you do your book and you read it in your book, you never ever ever get to the point where you think that's hundred percent right. You always find something later on where you think, oh gosh, I change that.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. That's what, so um Orson Scott Card actually said said something that was brilliant. Uh, someone asked him if he ever went back and read his books, and he said, no, I, I never do. Once it's published, I never look at it again, and they're like, why? And pretty much it's because authors as a whole are always in self-edit mode, and it, they'll look at something, and years later, they would rewrite it completely different, so he'd never yes. look at them again. And I think that's brilliant because, I mean, that's the truth. As soon as I got the book in my hand, I'm like, oh, I wish I read, would have redone that, and so... I'm not reading my yeah.
2: book ever again. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. I tried to read. I tried to read Gerald once, he, once I got it, and um, I had to stop myself in the end because I was in my head. I was still editing.
0: Yeah. So, I was
2: starting to change. It's like no, no, no. It's done. It's published. It's out. Yeah. So I put it on the shelf, and that's where it stays now. And I'm on Gerald too. You know, yeah. I got. I got Jaguar out. to so cure sequels. So I'm waiting for an answer for that. I did a lot of editing on that for sent it, and that went out at seventy-seven and a half thousand words, and now up forty-three thousand words in uh, Gerald too. So it's just a case of, uh, move on. You publish one, your baby's done. It's yeah, ready. It go out to the world. And
0: I, I agree. That's what we
1: have to do. I can't. I can't watch like once a video of mine has gone uh-huh. out, I cannot watch it again. Even though people in the company are like, "Hey Scott, show this to the company. Show it to everybody." I'll just be like, "Uh, I can't watch it. Like, I'll sit and I'll listen to it and I'll hear all the errors, but I cannot watch
0: it." <laughs> yeah, I'm just no, like, it's no. the same way with a book. I mean, I really want to listen to the audiobook. you know, when it's done, but I'm afraid to, because then I'm like, "Oh man, that scene I could have done so much better." So yeah, maybe you can just listen to the first chapter. Maybe, I love that for that that intro in my book, but yeah.
2: But funny enough, when, he, when you hear it for the first time, it sounds flat. Really? Not yours, mine. When I, when I first heard Gerald really? on audiobook, yeah, to me, it's, it felt it just felt flat to me. Until I, until I actually got my head out of that editing rubbish that I have.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Really analyzing everything. and just thought, right, I'm just going to sit and listen to the story. And when I actually just sat and listened rather than critiquing, I, just, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I loved it. I... I got it, turned it on, and I even made a post that morning, because it was just, it was fun. I love the guy that's narrating it, and I, his name escapes me at the moment.
2: Uh, Tim Ansey.
0: Yeah. So, he did a fantastic job, and I love how he manipulates his voice just enough that every character sounds like a completely different character.
1: Yeah, he did a great job. So. I'll have to pick up the audiobook thing, because this sounds... Yes. Nice. It sounds like the way to actually really enjoy this book. Oh, yeah. If you want to dive right I, into it. D-
0: don't get me wrong. I loved reading the book. It was fun. But this just breathed a whole new life into the story and into the book.
2: Yeah, I loved it. But it's just, you just go, as, a, as the author of the book, you've got to turn your critical editing head off. Yeah. And just enjoy the story. I will say one thing that I've just noticed is, that I noticed as well about audiobooks I think that I never really thought of. If you remember if you go back I mean obviously none of us remember it but if you go back to say the 1940s and things like that there was always radio. Yeah. Yeah. And families used to sit around and listen to like plays and radio shows. I mean if you could get people to do that with audio turn it into a family event where they all sit around and listen to the audiobook that the audiobooks that'd be amazing wouldn't it?
1: Oh yeah. That's uh, actually don't let my wife hear you say that, because she will. She does want to do that every single time. Like I'm listening to a Harry Potter book, she'll say, "Hey, where are you at on that? Let's let's just sit sit down and watch it or listen to it as a family." And I'll be like, "But it's my it's my driving audio. That's that's, yeah. that's my lawn mowing music. That, that's that's what I listen to." Yeah. So she wants to just listen to it as a family. Well, then pick a
0: separate book you can do that with, like well, Gerald. I just
1: found one. I just found is. Gerald. So hmm? there you go.
0: That would be fun. Yeah. And then maybe you guys can turn it into a, 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 a play.
2: Yeah, I'd love to get a, little, a good screenwriter. There it is. There it is. Oh,
0: so, God. anyone listening, make it happen. We need Gerald on the big screen.
1: There you go, Scott. Challenge. Intent. <laughs> well, I think I should probably write something good first. <laughs> And then, then we'll try to see if I can actually write somebody else's story. Um, you yeah. can try. So. Yeah. Well, so you call it It's called a treatment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Treatments aren't that bad, but... All right. The whole thing. Oof.
0: Okay. I don't know. I, I couldn't do a screenplay. Book is
1: more of my thing. See, I, I do much better with screenplays. I do much better with visuals. Because you know that the only people that are going to read that are actors and the cinematographer. Okay. So, you know, you put in a little thing. Make sure this thing is lit. This thing is what you see. And this is the important stuff. All the rest. Have fun. It's much more lazy.
0: Okay. Hmm,
1: Interesting. At least, it's easier for me. Maybe I shouldn't say lazy. I should say easier for me. It comes more naturally. Okay. So...
0: Whereas in writing, you have to describe the scene and things around.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I know I'm not speaking to, like, a gaffer, an electrician, and an actor. I'm speaking to the entire world. Yeah. And this, my dialogue has to be understand understood by both, like, the six year old that's reading and by the 84-year-old and by the 18-year-old. And what's worse is all three of them need to be entertained at the same time.
2: Yes. Exactly.
1: And so that's just, that's much more, I feel that's much more pressure. I can see that. Not to mention my grammar will actually come across. It, on In a script, the only grammar that's going to come across is either the title crawl or the actor's but see, ability that's, that's, to That's the best
0: it. part about having editors. They can help you with that. That's true. Yeah. I
1: don't know if they could edit
0: Sometimes me. it's it's rough, but other times it's not so bad.
1: There'd be a lot of editing. I mean, Is there going to be anything left of me in there?
0: Oh, yeah, there's should... plenty. There's plenty. That's I'm w- working at an international desk where your grammar has to be so different to make sure people in Asia, who is not their first language, understands everything. That's what I do every day. Fun. I like really? That, like once a week. I yeah. do. I write emails for a living. That's
1: awesome. And she's
2: translations.
1: I'm a different kind of writer. But you're an important writer. Yeah. Huh? I make people sure. angry because I enforce deadlines.
0: That's okay. Editors do that too. Oh,
2: well, so, there you go. So do publishers. There we go. That's what so, I do. Mean.
0: So, uh, you got three weeks. Uh, we haven't heard if, <sighs> how far you are on that book. Uh, how far are you? You got three weeks. Yeah.
1: You've only done three emails and it's noon. You
0: yeah. yeah. Well, um, oh, I, I'm just excited. I'm excited I'm about excited. the book I'm tour. Go I really want to. All of our listeners, I really, really want to stress, go pick up this book. It's a fantastic book. If you loved Harry Potter, you're going to love this. If you weren't a fan of Harry Potter, you're still going to love it, because I wasn't a fan of Harry Potter, and I'm loving this book. Oh, Daniel. I know, I know. Everyone shakes their head at me over it. Shake my head. I'm enjoying Harry Potter. Yeah, that's okay. Enjoying. This is a great book to pick up. It's got dragons, it's got magic. Mm -hmm. You guys are just arguing behind me. (laughs) Got <laughs> magic dragons. It's got a wizard that screws up never do and does his anything. best to fix it. Who's got an awesome name? And has yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the dragon. he manages
2: to buy a baby dragon.
0: And he buys a baby dragon, which is
2: forbidden. Wait, he buys yes. a swamp. What the poor baby? And, and then he uses. Actually, he, actually, he bought the dragon egg, yeah. which actually <laughs> became a dragon. But before he got to it.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that a nature versus nurture thing?
2: No, it's the fact that he bought it off some smelly Auckland who stuffed it on the back of his car.
0: And then he uses magic to make it bigger.
2: Yes, which didn't work, so well did it, Daniel.
0: Oh my goodness, I love the flaming flatulence.
1: Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking like Dumb and Dumber flaming flatulence sort of
0: thing? This is like like blowtorch out the rear end flatulence from a dragon.
1: (laughs) Well, that does make sense since they can breathe fire.
0: Yes. It was yes. beautiful and then I just love the fact sorry daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh it was beautiful, beautiful.
2: Yes.
0: Uh, See look, you it. need to read this book. Is this not funny? Yes. I do, I
2: yeah. do. Oh his attempts to fly as well. That was hilarious. Yes.
0: So we will get it done. Again, everyone, go pick up this book. One, it helps support Carl so that he can write more Gerald books and two because i say so and it's awesome
2: daniel has said so
0: i have because you say i hate everything i have proven you wrong
2: there it is and yeah. um, because reps are flatulence is a thing yes it's mostly <laughs> everything mostly, mostly. I said
0: everything all right that that's right
1: did i say everything
0: yes yep okay we've Look got at that. witnesses right. and we have audio dude
1: there you can't goes.
0: say that on a
1: podcast. Anyways. This stuff isn't admissible in court. We've already decided that. That is true. Flaming flat <sighs> is awesome. That is. That is <laughs> so true. with
0: that said, everyone, uh, we're going to bid adieu and
1: we're
0: out of here. Are you a fan of Crawlers? Then it's time for you to level up your experience. Download our episodes that are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And not only that, we want to hear from you. We want to know who you want to hear on the show. What author, what celebrity, what game designers you want to hear. Not only that, we also want to hear what you like about the show. So with that said, please reach out to info at Email us on Twitter or Facebook. And let us know what you want to hear on this show. Because we want it to be as much of your show as it is ours. So with that said, we're out of here and we'll catch you next time.